0: and i'm stanley wiggins
1: and this is black Black hipster hipster. where we talk about black pop culture
0: gay pop culture
1: black gay pop culture and sometimes other shit Ooh, that was a good intro I know, I know We got that on that first
0: time <laughs> Yes, we are... it takes
1: us a couple times it
0: to does. get there It does, but we're recording together again
1: Hair together again Honey, you're Drinking giving me great standards. cheekbones
0: today Ooh, I? don't know what it is I? Yes, your cheekbones Ooh. are looking lovely Well, mm-hmm.
1: look at me In my uh, Sunday Riley bathrobe
0: Sunday Riley What are you wearing <laughs> underneath, darling?
1: What is Ooh <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs>
0: You'll show me after the podcast.
1: Maybe. Hold on. <laughs> let me just make sure my love is right. Sorry, guys. If, I'm, if you're getting a little feedback, a little tet 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 just making sure my mic is lying right, you know. It don't always necessarily just sit on a bathrobe mm-hmm. as well as it does on like a turtleneck or something. A oh no, tur- a turtleneck actually, <laughs> it doesn't sit well on a turtleneck. It's like right underneath your fucking jaw. Yes, yes. I guess I'm thinking too. Yeah, probably
0: <laughs> a turtleneck a is turtleneck. probably turtleneck the worst one. thing. It's you're the worst thing to wear.
2: wear. It's like you why do you wear a
0: turtleneck? You a know, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you would wear like a button down or something with like a an open. Something
1: with a flap would be preferred. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Well, now we can just probably just hook a, a microphone up to our face masks.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could. And you see, on like on Broadway, they have them. They have that weird thing on their head. Which I don't. Have you seen like on Broadway and you can't find the mic? When any any play or something, and they have this like dot on their forehead or something. No. It it you look. I'm always like, where's Maybe the I just mic? Don't
1: go to enough F- Broadway shows. Well, when
0: they sing, I have to look it up. But I, they always have this. I'm like, where's the mic? And then they have this, excuse me, this weird like thing on their head. I don't know if that's what that's for. I, I don't know if that's no the I mic. what
1: you're talking about. I'll do some research. <laughs> I'm if, just used to the like the you know the Janet Jackson. Ear to, to Oh, no, they the don't phone. have those.
0: Oh they don't have those, which I always want. Those always seem cool, don't really? they? Yeah, I always like them. You know this. No. I like them to because... To have
1: gone the way of the... Bluetooth in the
0: air. Well, no. Well, because it seemed like the <laughs> person, it was good now. for performance, for performing, you know, someone who dances well. But I realized what's funny is that I noticed, like, Beyonce or something, who's a good example of someone who dances and sings, mm-hmm. you know, live during her performances. She always has she a has handheld a mic. Yep. I wonder why. There's
1: probably a difference in sound.
0: Oh. Plus,
1: also, too, like, you can control a handheld mic, right? It's in your hand. So you can bring it up to your mouth. You can pull it away when you want to, you know, that's true. have less sound. If that thing is just attached to your face, if it goes flying off, that's the <laughs> end of that because you're dancing wild. That's the end of your sound. That's true. Like, if it's shifting or if it's doing this, you ever see people pushing it up against their mouth?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To me, that that does seem like way um, more unpredictable. That's true. Versus like a handheld mic, and then it, when you want to dance and you stop the singing part, you just pull it away. Or you put it on the floor, or whatever they do with it, you know. Yeah, right, you they hand it back up again, right? They hand it to, to their back dancer. dancer. <laughs> yes, you takes it, and then they <laughs> that do their dance,
0: dance
2: frame. That, <laughs> no, <that's> the <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and then you can. Yeah, I think the handheld mic seems like you just have more control, Uh-huh. Um, especially over the sound, because you haven't see people like pull it away. From their mouth when they want to change up how loud the sound is, is coming out to the audience. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty can't impressed. do that with the those Janet Jackson headpiece.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, okay, I yeah. will be a Janet Jackson type of singer. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, Let's be real. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Ooh, I love, we love Janet, Jackson. we love Janet Jackson. Don't, Jackson. Don't, don't, don't nobody but not say nothing bad uh-huh. about my Janet. Don't you, don't you come for my Janet? Don't, don't do it. No, 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 don't do it. Uh, <laughs> anywho, yes. So. We got a couple things to talk about.
0: We do, ma'am.
1: Today. Um, I'm like, oh, where do, where do we start? Where do,
0: do we, we start? Do we want to start with um, Andrew Yang?
1: Let's actually start with Billy Porter. Because oh, okay. We okay. totally dropped the ball on this last week.
2: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. As this
1: is slightly old news, but yes. um, Billy Porter. And what's crazy, too, was that I read it, the like, the second it came out. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be on my phone. Opened the Hollywood Reporter and I saw this thing because it got picked up by everyone. It got the next up. day. Exactly. Yeah. And and I said that too because I noticed the article was dated for the day that I was reading it. I actually I was waiting to get my first COVID shot. Oh. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is gonna be everywhere mm-hmm. by by tomorrow or even by this afternoon. Yeah. Sure enough, it was. But um, I buried the lead, huh? <laughs> Billy Porter. Um has basically announced to the world that he is HIV positive mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I would imagine that was a huge deal for him
0: yeah it sounds like it well
1: yeah, yeah. and also too I guess pray playing pray tell on Pose mm-hmm. who was HIV positive mm-hmm. um you know it, it had a huge effect on him yeah yeah, you know, to to know that you are as well, but no one knows. No one knows. You keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said it was liberating to some degree because he was able to say so much of what he wanted to say through, through this the character. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that I makes can sense. imagine. Yeah. I can imagine that it must have felt good to be able to do that, but probably felt even better to finally just say it out loud to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, I read the the article too. I think a. Uh, uh, edited version of the article from the Hollywood Reporter. And it was really interesting to hear how he had kept it a secret for... Because I think he was diagnosed, he said, in 2007. Oh, seven. Yeah. yeah. And so he like, said
1: that was when his life was at, like, yes. rock bottom.
0: Oh, uh, You know, declared for bankruptcy. All kinds of his He had of, like, his career diagnosed with, with diabetes, mind. type like, yeah. 2 by diabetes. And it was just a lot going on. So then for him to say... And also I think he mentioned that he had sort of survived sort of the... AIDS epidemic. I mean, even though he's only like fifty one, so I think he was like a early teenager when all of the people were passing away of AIDS like fifteen, sixteen. I mean, still people you can still be sexually active, of course. Right. But um I think he was just like I survived the AIDS epidemic and then, you know, I got diagnosed with AIDS and he had also never told his mother.
1: Right, and that was the biggest deal. But yeah. you know, isn't that always it? It's always mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. the telling of the mother. And mm-hmm. I think that's the you know the just the power of mother's love. Yeah, um, because that's usually the one person that everyone's afraid to tell, and then once. They've told their mother and their mother's okay with it. That's usually what dictates
2: Mm -hmm. whether or
1: not they give a shit if anybody else is. And if their mother's not okay with it, that's usually the thing that causes them to sort of retreat back into themselves Mm -hmm. and not want to share it with other people after that. It's so interesting.
0: It is interesting. And I loved it because I think he had, up to the point, he had sort of... Over the course of 14 years, of course, other people, he said, who were close to him then knew. Because yeah. he has a sister who had known. Yeah. And he um, said in the article that he was planning to tell his him and his sister once they were going to get a, uh, a COVID test or get a COVID shot or whatever and they, go, visit, and their go visit their mother. But yeah. it ended up coming out over a conversation over the phone. Yeah. And his mom was just like, you've been holding this in for 14 years. That's horrible. And I still love you no matter what. Yeah. And good for him, it ended up being a story that ended... Positively, you know, and, and because I know for a lot of people it doesn't. So too.
1: I think sometimes people don't give others the benefit of the doubt yes. enough. And I get it. I, it's usually your experience with people that yes. <laughs> makes you do that, that they've done this thing or they've said this thing and mm-hmm. that's what made you retreat. But, yeah, sometimes... You're like, nah, this is actually really serious. I don't know what you tell them. <laughs> um, and if they don't react in a in a positive way, it's really on them. But I get how that would make you afraid, or you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to say anything. Yeah, but yeah, because it's like, yeah, fourteen years of not telling your mother something this serious. Yeah, and I think also he was he said he was gonna let his mom die. Yeah, and he was just like he was never gonna tell her. He was just gonna let yeah. her die, and then he would, you know, just whatever about it. And then he's like, they put her in a home. And that was years ago. He's like, she is not dying. (laughs) I was like, I love how he came to terms with, well, I guess I got to tell her. Yes. Because she just won't die. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. He's like, we thought you'd be gone. And the fact that he called it like he didn't want to embarrass her. Right.
2: And that That's was really interesting.
0: Was and of course, we know without saying there's a stigma around, you know, being HIV positive And he didn't want that stigma to affect his career, mm-hmm. which was already as a black gay man, he felt like had taken was taking a hit. Oh, for and, sure. And, you know, adding on the fact that, you know, letting people know he was HIV positive would also further, you know, sort of diminish any opportunities that he he could have and and you know i I can understand that you know and 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 i'm glad that now he was saying um this is what hiv positive looks like the more that we have people who come out and say that i'm hiv positive and i don't know if there's any other gay black actor or professional or entertainer who's been out and saying i'm hiv hiv positive yes because i know we've had other black men who've been in positive michael uh, I'm sorry, geez, um, John, The basketball player Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson, who had just yeah Magic Johnson, Michael but that Johnson. but he's not gay. <laughs> he uh, not. You know you and had. And he
1: also, this was a long, was a time long ago, time ago. Magic Johnson put that out there, which is you know, when you think about it now, and we see how long we've come, how far we've come, and maybe we were too young to mm-hmm. appreciate how fucking brave, yes. that was for him to do. Back in the time that he did, mm-hmm. and also everything that came along with that, besides the him being black, you know, and being an athlete, but him being married, yeah, and having to basically tell the world, like, not only did I get che- HIV, but I got it because I was cheating on, cheating my, on my,
2: wife. my wife, like. Yeah.
1: You know, and we already know how America can't stand a cheating man. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. the second we know you've been cheating, we're like, it's good for you. You deserve the aim.
0: <laughs> exactly. And the fact that there was, I mean, because I don't know how, like I said, like you said, we were very young during that time. But looking back on it now, there was all this fear of, he. she was pregnant, I think, with their son, oh, EJ yeah. Johnson. And they didn't know at that point whether or not she had it, at least when it came, I'm pretty sure Who knows when it came out amongst the family, when he revealed it to her. But it was like, did she have it? Did the baby have it? And luckily, neither one of them did. But that could have been much more disastrous than 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 it ended up being. And yeah, that was very, very, very brave for him to do that during that time. And also, you know, we have, not to take anything away from that, but you know, there is in celebrity, the celebrity world, sometimes people find out things, it comes out and people, you're blackmailed. They go, listen, you can control this narrative or we going to put you on blast. Oh, so yeah. a, a little bit it is, is—is you, you know, your PR, your crisis management, mm-hmm. they jump in front, in front of it and they go, listen, how can we sort of tailor this so that it comes out, you come out in the best light. Because and if with you social don't,
1: media, you know, the celebrities have more control Yes, over their, their image mm-hmm. and what's put out. Exactly. Um, You know, which is, you know, it can be a good and a bad thing. Mm -hmm. For them, it's a good thing in that regard. You know Uh what I mean? That they can tell something before everybody else does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, oh, they'll be quick to out somebody. Oh, my God, they'll be quick to out you. Like, you you can't force nobody out of a closet. Yeah. What the whole hell? It's one of the most messed up things you can do. Oh, gosh, I think, like, Mm -hmm. it's just... And especially for, like, celebrities and things. Because we understand the implications that can have on their career. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes a livelihood thing.
0: Yeah, it does. And
1: it's just like, well, can I now sue you every time I don't get a job because I'm assuming it's because I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the being gay because there's all this other stuff that comes along with that. Oh, you were being gay, but you were ashamed. Now the gay community's mad because they're like, why? What's wrong with us? Mm-hmm. Why you don't want to be a part of this team over here? Exactly. And then they're like, oh, you've been gay baiting. and you've mm-hmm. been, Just all kinds of stuff will then come out of that one fact, narrative, what have you. But that really can put somebody's career it can. in the coffin.
0: And and I think, though, you know, as as a as a gay black man, I think that you have to be sensitive. And as people in general, you have to be sensitive because everyone goes through their own struggles and their own journey. And we can't be blind to the fact that, yeah, if, if he would have admitted this to being HIV positive, that's going to affect his career. That might affect his livelihood. That might affect his relationships. And, you know, even, you know, with other people who come out and reveal their HIV status. I was thinking one of the guys from Queer I totally forgot, Jonathan Van Ness. He also had revealed a couple of years ago that he was positive, and you know, it's good that there's more people out there because you know, I, you know, people who are HIV positive, you know, taking it a step further from just being gay, they deal with a lot of things like rejection when you know they, you know, they're dating someone and how soon should they let someone know that they're positive and you know if they if they wait until the point where they feel like they're going to get physical, people sometimes feel like you lied to me or this is something you should have told me in the beginning of a relationship, and it's like. You don't understand that person's, I don't think so. I see you shaking your head. It's just, that's private information. And I don't think you should reveal that to someone who may not be in your life long term. You know, we've been Absolutely. dating for a week and I don't think I need to tell you that.
1: I think it's really funny what people think they deserve to know <laughs> from someone on like the first few dates. Yes. You know, or to some other larger extent. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I had something very personal that I didn't reveal to my now husband Mm -hmm. until we were dating for, I want to say, definitely more than a year. Mm -hmm. And he was like, when were you going to tell me this? And I was like, right now. Yeah, Uh, That's what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Right now. I'm like, I was going to tell you when you got told. Like, it wasn't (laughs) any of your business otherwise. Yeah. And people need to understand that. Yes. It's none of your business otherwise. Mm -hmm. When were you going to tell me? Right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I decided. And so when I decided was now, and now you got told, and that just is what it is. I didn't need to put any time frame on this. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself.
0: Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Very simply. Yes, like It is none of your business. It is. None of my personal business and personal life choices or personal matters are any of your business until I decide to make them that way.
0: I agree. And that's just
1: on Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> period.
0: So period. So we are proud. I think I'm. We're proud of Billy Porter for coming forward. You know, because I think it's it, it's going to help visibility of people who are continue to help. Continue I don't even
1: to, think I looked at it as like proud.
0: I'm proud. Why? Why? Why for you?
1: I'm just happy for him. Yes, of course. I think that it was a relief. For yes,
0: because he did say, Fourteen I'm, yes. years of That's a carrying
1: lot. something around is significant, and I think part of. Him carrying it around was because he was so afraid Mm -hmm. for what it could do to his life. And when he found out, his life for him was already rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he never wanted to go back there. And in terms of his career and things like that, he felt like he was moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if telling people was going to pull him backwards, he didn't want to do that. And then one day he just realized that telling people was actually going to move his life forward. And so... It's just one of those things where sometimes you can see it from the outside, but people can't see it when they're in it, Mm -hmm. that someone else probably could have told him. Mm -hmm. Telling people is not going to have a negative effect in the way you think. Yeah. Like, telling people is actually going to be better for you in the long run. But you... People just have to come to that, yeah. their own realization. They that
0: do. Extent. It's a journey because he did mention something also to what you're talking about, you know, being happy for him and that he's finding women's out. We, you don't know, he mentioned trauma and how we live and sort of operate in trauma and how we don't even realize it and that you're holding something in and you don't, like, it's kind of like exhale. You know, like I was just watching clips related mm-hmm. to exhale and it's like you can get to, you hold it in and there's a point where you, it's freedom. I don't need to hide this anymore. I can live freely. I feel more comfortable because it's it's out there and every and I'm just like whatever. I don't care. You're not walking around like what if so and so finds out? And and I can I can understand that. I can understand that from just the point of being gay or, you know, hiding a bad secret or something like that. I can yeah. understand that. And that's the only way that I can approach it, you know? But yeah, I can I can see how that's freeing. But also proud of him because I think knowing people who are positive and understanding what it's like to for representation how important it is for little kids or just adults who are living in parts of the world or even in new york who don't want to come forward with that information because they're scared of that um that stigma and you know i i i can see st- i can appreciate that
1: yeah. yeah i mean like he said i think that's part of the reason why he told it is that he's like he's hoping it'll help somebody mm-hmm. and i'm like It'll always help. Somebody. It'll
0: always help. It
1: will always help somebody. Like yeah. you just, yeah, and, and you just got to be okay, just putting it out there, exactly. and Just knowing that you might not see it immediately or ever,
2: mm-hmm. but that's you gotta
1: true. know, like, there's just nothing. I don't think that anybody goes through that no one else will go through. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and a good just, point. Yeah. Like, none of us are isolated in that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you talking about it might have some bearing on someone in malaysia Mm -hmm. then so be it Mm -hmm. that very well could happen yeah and that's all you got to take from it
0: that's true you know it's like
1: not to bring the point back around to myself but you know i wrote a book some years ago and Mm -hmm. you know it ain't no new york times bestseller but i was like one day somebody in like freaking um Cape Town is going to read this book mm-hmm. and it's going to be like, "Yo, I love this." Yes. <laughs> and that's enough for me. That's I enough. might be dead by the time that happens. <laughs> but that's enough for me.
0: Yes, and that should be <laughs> enough and just a, yeah. It should be enough. I agree. The fact too that you got that out of yourself for you, the fact that you were able to express that and put that out there something that was passion you were passionate about, I also think that's very important. You know, what is it doing for you? And it's not a selfish thing. You know, that should also be enough. The fact that I had something, a lot of people also are not doing, sorry, I know I'm rambling, but a lot of people aren't doing things, seeking, going after those things that they're passionate about. And the fact that you were able to do that, to put that out there, to have a dream fulfilled, Mm -hmm. is also something pretty cool. Yeah, it's that. Yeah.
1: Look at mm. that. Billy Porter, me and you might have something in common. <laughs> okay, that was a stretch. Um, but um what's not oh I was gonna say was not a stretch, but I guess it depends on who you ask. Yes. Is whether or not the New York the Daily News recent cartoon um of Andrew Yang was racist. Okay. Uh, can we get into it yes let's get
0: into it <laughs> so
1: let's start with the facts
0: mm-hmm.
1: um andrew yang was on z-way um you know this new oh uh, uh, yes on you...
0: showtime or H-Way? uh H-Way? showtime okay showtime um
1: <laughs> and z-way was i didn't know this so she worked with um Jesus and miro
0: oh okay. i guess I that's where
1: she kind of like got into this you know, mm-hmm. this whole uh, TV thing. Um, and her show is is very much, you know, political satire. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty much just poking fun at people in their many racist ways. Um, anywho, she had Andrew Yang on the show. And he was talking about um, how he loves the Times Square subway stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um so I think it was like the next day. <laughs> His folks be on it. Yeah. Um, Bill Bram, Bram Bill Bramhall, um, a cartoonist from the New York Daily News, tweeted um, a cartoon of Yang coming out of the Times Square subway station, um, and some shop owners standing by were like, "Oh, the tourists are back." Mm-hmm. Yang went off. Sis was like, "This is racist." Um, his wife also his wife also posted. A cartoon i think it's from like the 70s that yeah Mm -hmm. side by side next to um the daily news cartoon and was like which one is from 2021 Mm -hmm. can you tell um and then also the asian american and pacific islanders victory alliance um also tweeted a response i'm gonna read you the tweet says um this is disgusting and wrong. Every single day, Asian Americans have to fight the notion that we are foreigners. We are here and we're not going anywhere. That's why AAPI representation like Andrew Yang is so important. Do better, Daily News.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. What What do you think?
0: Well, the Daily News did also issue the statement, I believe, and they, and they stood were like, by. Yeah,
1: and they were like, we ain't wrong.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> stood by. They, they said that it was not racist. Um, They were... To your point, Andrew Yang also has been criticized for not knowing a lot about. I, I would say what's going about on in New York, New York He's City, running
1: for mayor, yes. <laughs> and doesn't know shit about New York, and, and, and then wants to keep boasting like I was born and raised in New York. Mm-hmm. You're from Schenectady, yeah. first of all, so mm-hmm. you're also like, let's be this real. The difference for there's being in a New New York huge city. difference between Schenectady and New York City, mm-hmm. and don't do that because mm-hmm. that's the one thing New Yorkers do not like. Mm-hmm. New Yorkers from the city can't stand it. When people from the outskirts of the city mm-hmm. be like, I'm a New Yorker, because you know what that implies, yeah. and you're dead ass wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, stop keep being like, I'm from New York, when you're from Schenectady. Yes. You're it, from upstate. Say yeah, that. Even if
0: it's Long Island, let's be real. I mean, yes, know, would just, we like, talk a shit. I this.
1: grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. If I meet you on the other side of the world, and <laughs> they're like, oh, she's from New York, too. And I'm like, oh, okay, girl, where you from? And you're like Riverhead. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna it, give you the between the teeth. Okay. It it happens, and I and
0: I understand that some of that is from being in a larger, being away. A yeah, a different world. Like I, at college, and I would meet people, and they go, I go, where are you from? And they, I'm from Boston. And I'm like, I'm from Boston too. And then they, I go, where are you from? And they be like Peabody, or like you know somewhere on the Cape. And I'm like, that's, and that's I'm not Boston. Boston. I'm, like, I'm from the city of Boston. It's just, but then the I can understand. the
1: difference is that's. Even more misleading because Boston is just the city. Yeah. And, you know, they're from Massachusetts. Yeah. They are not from from Massachusetts. So they're just outright lying. (laughs) Versus, yeah, you can be from New York State. Yes. And not be from New York City. And you're not exactly wrong if you say I'm from New York because you are. Because that's the state. Mm Mm-hmm. But you ain't from New York City, bro.
0: But I think what it is, what it is, is it's like the outside world is not going to know those other places as much as, Boston, as much as they're going to know Boston, as much as they're going to know New York City. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it
2: is. And the
1: outside world doesn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. So if they, if if he says he's from Schenectady and I say I'm from Bed-Stuy, mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Yeah, they're like, you know, what does that and mean? Then they and they don't like, understand. Yeah. I'm like, he's not from the city.
0: Exactly. There's a difference. They're There's like, what difference.
1: the hell is it bet? I mean, they know Bet's style. Right you know. Thank you, Jay Z. Thank you, yes. Buddy, thank you, Kim.
0: But I think with, with Andrew Yang, yeah, there was there was that whole issue of people realizing very quickly, like, hold up, you're running for mayor and you the thing your knowledge is lacking. So people were making fun of him for that, and I believe Absolutely. if I'm not, they it was they were doing it on the Daily Show. They were doing it on a, I made one of the news programs As that they were making from. They were making fun of him because you're like you're claiming to be from New York, you're running for the mayor of New York City, and then it's obvious that you don't know anything. It, it's been hinted at that you don't know a lot about the city.
1: It's obvious, and it's also dangerous because yeah. he doesn't know important things, mm-hmm. and. He doesn't know about laws that have been passed. He doesn't know about policies. He look, They were asking him at a conference that he held. <laughs> he held in Flatbush. Mm-hmm. You want to stand in front of the train station at Parkside like you be in the hood? Mm-hmm. When you know you don't. Mm-hmm. This guy, though, got up on a, a, literally like a soapbox on a crate behind him and was yelling.
2: Oh, my nope God. We for
1: Maya Wiley. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Wow. But at that same conference. Um, one of the reporters asked him about some like policy or something that you know they were like, do you you know draft five thirty or something, mm-hmm. and you could just tell in his face he clearly didn't know because then he was like, uh, draft five thirty, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, bruh, mm-hmm. she was and she doubled down like, got five thirty, and he was like, the one about police reform
2: mm. and it was like
1: bruh and then of course he just like he turns to this guy who's like running for like city council or something Some black dude mm-hmm. who clearly knew about all this oh, stuff no. and just was answering all these questions for him they made fun of him as they should and then i think that same week he said he made a comment about how new york needed uh domestic violence shelters and mm-hmm. And folks went off, and someone was like, "New York has nine hundred DV shelters <laughs> currently." Just things like that, and then I'm just like, "Why would you open your mouth to say something like that?" New York needs DV shelters without knowing whether mm. or not it had. Maybe you should have said more yeah. because that's where you could have not got in trouble. Yeah, if you had more. said more, yeah. or you, literally just insert word here. New York needs more mm-hmm. DV shelters. Would have got you in the clear. Yeah, like okay. which is why I'm. Scared, and I'm like, "Why this man should better not get through the primaries? Because that, like, you can't be that stupid. Mm -hmm. And also, you can't like, it's careless. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. We cannot have a man like. To me, it feels like Andrew Yang has just like reached the apex in business Mm -hmm. as far as he can tell, and was like, "Eh, "I guess I'm done here, right?" Mm -hmm. I guess I'll get into politics. <laughs> President sounds great. And then that didn't work out. And then he was like, oh, I'll take a consolation prize. I'll just be made of, you know, one of the most important cities in the country.
0: In the world. Yeah, Like,
1: what the whole fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Andrew Yang, sit down. Yes. Have see. two seats, sir. <laughs> like, and let's well, talk about this cartoon and and your implication is racist. And
0: what, and I feel as though, I think we talked briefly about this, as far as a cartoon you know, I, I want to be careful because I want to be respectful of you know people in the Asian community. Mm-hmm. I, it does. It's the first of all. I think it's the wrong time. The timing. I think the, the timing, timing is
1: wrong. It's just horrible is with everything
0: wrong. that's happening. Yep. um In the that Asian community, they
1: should have certainly considered. Yes. The timing and just, is awful. And, and
0: I do think. There is something to be said about, because I I had to go and look at other cartoons, particularly one of Serena Williams when she was at the U.S. Open and she broke her racket Mm -hmm. and it was done by the Australian, um, the Melbourne son or something like that. And they depicted her jumping on the racket. You know, and they always do sort of characters Caricatures? caricatures yes yeah. of like different people Trump mm-hmm. and politicians and celebrities and they make them look really just characters. and so she looked she had the big lips she was shaped much larger than a woman because the Sharina is, t- is um, she's, thick. she's thick yeah she's thick and they depict her as being very manly a lot of the times and people have talked about that yep. so the way that she was depicted for a lot of black people when they looked at that they were like what the hell this harken back to times where you know those like menstrual types um, cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to be taken into context. I don't know as much, obviously, about the Asian sort of characters as far as cartoons, but I can understand how it wasn't far from that. So I think even if it was a different time, there is still sort of a, it still should be taken into account how Asian people in particular are perceived in this country. That this whole thing about you know going back to your own country, you don't belong here, that definitely is a thing. And that borders on racism. and And, and, and whether or not sometimes it's, should we, even if your intentions, you should understand that if you put that out there, for some people that's going to be perceived as such because that is a very real thing in this community, regardless of what time it is, that has happened to
2: them.
1: I understand that. And I think for any group of people of color, anytime there's any kind of depiction, there's going to be a level of sensitivity there because Mm -hmm. you just can't poke at people that much and then expect (laughs) them like to just be like, Oh, I guess this time's not poking. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you just can't, right. It's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. So there will be times when something is not racist Mm -hmm. and it will feel like racism to people because it so often is, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that it, it blurs the lines being able to tell when it is and when it's not. The thing that I'm, my concern is that when I first saw the cartoon, I understood it immediately that it was saying that Andrew Yang just was a tourist to New York, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't see anything racist in it at all. Mm-hmm. I, I I looked very closely too because I was like, let me see if they tried to play themselves with how they drew him mm-hmm. in terms of how he looked. And you know, there was the two versions where yes, they there changed his eyes mm-hmm. um, because I guess the editor, you know, the, the editor at the paper was like, "Not this," you know. And they and they did change it.
0: Did they change it? Sorry, question. Because I did. I, I heard about that too. The two versions. So they didn't release a version and then edit it. They show what it looked like before. No, I think so oh. because I
1: think the cartoonist just posted it on like. Um, Twitter or whatever oh. and so then I think the paper was like eh, not the eyes and okay. we did it
0: okay okay um,
1: and so I'm just like I, I think they were trying to be very careful mm-hmm. about how they physically depict
0: that's true it. Mm-hmm. very
1: careful about that mm-hmm. when I saw it the first thing that came to my mind was just how Andrew Yang has very much been <laughs> an idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> and doesn't know anything about New York mm-hmm. and compounded with him saying he loved the Times Square statue, yes which any New Yorker New Yorkers hate Times Square. Yeah, we Times don't go. The worst. Yeah, it's tourist. It is awful. It's a tourist. It's a tourist place. trap. Yeah. It is a tourist. Yes. It's no one goes to Times Square but tourists.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So the whole language about tourism that that's what that was hitting at. But it takes context. Yeah, it does it takes context to understand that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know about what's been going on in the ra- in the mayoral race mm-hmm. and what Yang has been saying and how he's been pretty much looking like an idiot and like he doesn't know anything about the city, it would be very easy to think that it was racist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, I think looking at it as a black person mm-hmm. definitely gives it a lot of context mm-hmm. because I so often have to confront whether or not something is racism. Mm-hmm. Just all the fucking time. I mean, literally... Every time I walk out of my door and someone says something to
2: mm-hmm. me,
1: like every time words come out of someone's mouth towards me, there has to be a decoding of every fucking thing they say. Yeah, your brain does in terms this like of equation. My blackness, my womanness, mm-hmm. my current ball headedness. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like so, that's something that I I calculate very quickly, very yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for now thirty eight years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And at no point in time did racism come across my radar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if someone's Asian, they don't have the right to feel some kind of way about this. Because again, like, you know, when you poke at people enough,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> then everything's gonna feel like a poke. Yeah. Like, if you stick 800 needles in me, I'm not gonna know whether or not one is a feather.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So there has to be some acknowledgement on that end that and the timing was terrible. The timing was terrible. The timing was terrible. And it was like, Yeah, I don't think that they were trying to be racist with the cartoon, but I do think that they should have been way smarter Mm -hmm. about when to put that out. Um, I think somebody gonna be mad that I'ma say this, but I think it actually might help Yang's campaign. Because it allows him the opportunity to talk about something besides his not knowing things about the city. Mm -hmm. But then it also, but it also gives him the opportunity to confront that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then to just fix all the dumb shit that he said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to be like, oh, you want to call me a tourist like I'm an other in New York? Mm -hmm. What about this? What about this? What about that? What about that? Mm -hmm. I don't know everything about this city, but I know enough to be the mayor.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Twist this. He can't take it. The he, has, fuck out of yeah, this. he could. And he has the opportunity to do that. So it's giving him another platform to speak about his knowingness or don't drop the ball and let yeah. it be unknowingness. It actually can can actually help his campaign in a major way. I don't think it necessarily needs to be sympathy points. Because mm-hmm. that's and that's typically not what people are looking for when no. racist shit happens. We no. want sympathy. We want people to just stop being racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, typically it.
0: And and I think to your point. As a as a as a black and I do think as as black people for me um, um, as a black person I think it's difficult sometimes to always we know about racism I don't think um, so I think it is but for different groups it may be different you know what oh, I'm for different groups it may be different so I you know when I saw the picture when I saw it I didn't think it was racist because I. Uh, and that doesn't mean that it wasn't, but I looked at it and I got—I didn't think it was because I know what the—I de- have seen some of the depictions of Asian people in those cartoons, and it didn't look like that to me. Right, which and doesn't also,
1: necessarily make it not. Yes, exactly. It might not seem as blatant as. Yes, I think otherwise. to your
0: and you know I know we got to go soon, but I think too it just means about things are so blurred, and you have you need context, and you need I think too, for people to be a little bit more educated, and I think uh, informed about what's going on, mm-hmm. and. um just more aware just informed and more aware because i think now the lines are so blurred like you are always going to we talked about this pc culture in a sense you're going to offend people and it and you're going to put people on the wrong you know they're going to be bothered by something and as long as conversations are had and people were able to keep i don't know just being more aware of things you know what's
1: interesting is that i think that this it should i don't know if it will Open up a dialogue about racism amongst Black and Asian people. Um, <laughs> mm. Because let's be honest, okay? This show is called Black Hipsters, so we're going to get into it. Yeah, Black people feel like they own racism in terms of like being on the other end of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think to a large degree, I think with our Hispanic counterparts, we can see it a lot more. But with other people of color... We'd be quick to be like, A, either we don't care because y'all don't do nothing for us. Oh, okay, I see Or just... B, that shit ain't racist. You no. want to know racism, I'll show you racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we own racism. It... We know racism. Because <laughs> like I said... Every time you leave your house for the past however many years that you've been alive, you've had to decode every message that comes towards you mm-hmm. and suss it out real quick, whether or not this is okay or not. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of instances where racism happens to other people of color. And we're like, shoulder shrugs, that ain't racist. Yeah, <laughs> which is I mean? which is which
0: is yeah, which is wrong because it's like insane right. that we know racism. Yeah, we know what it is like for us and I think sometimes but, it allows you to identify right. it for other people, but there are different degrees to it. And, and so that's yeah, what it is. yeah. We
1: know what racism feels like from a black person's perspective yeah. when it's directed towards black people because mm-hmm. like you said, we might see a cartoon of Serena and we're like, uh uh-uh, uh mm-hmm. because we know about the historical racism yes. towards black people, but might not know about the historical racism towards other groups, other of, people, groups of people because we're not dialed into that. Yeah. But um it's it's interesting because I'm like and then I wonder if that goes. It has to go. It's the vice way. versa. I know it goes yeah, the other it's way. Yeah, definitely because vice versa. Yeah. I know that I've been in instances. I've been in situations where other brown people have said things, racist things, mm-hmm. to me, yeah, about black people mm-hmm. or to myself or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, this is like literally last year. I think I talked about this on the podcast when I was getting my wedding gown mm-hmm. altered, and I had a wig on. Oh a yes, curly, curly mm-hmm. hair. And this lady touched it, number mm-hmm, one, put mm-hmm. her hand all the way up in it mm-hmm. about how she liked it. And this other black woman was walking by. She had locks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's like, I love you. And See, like, Hers, like mm, I don't like And that. this woman who like did that, that, that,
0: she was that. not, well, she was someone of color. She was
1: Dominican. Yeah. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I had to, I was like, no, just no, girl, mm-hmm. no.
0: Yeah, Ooh. that racism and like, colorism. And then it was,
1: it was outside of just, oh, I like your hair. It was also versus I don't like her hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hell no. I was so upset. Yeah. And um yeah, so it, it happens. But, it definitely happens. And happened. it happens definitely, I think, in the Black community with Asian people. Forget mm-hmm. it. Like the history there yeah. is just, it's immense. Yeah. So I would love to see what this larger conversation is. Between Black people and Asian people yeah. about the racism <laughs> that happens With, amongst those amongst groups. them
0: two groups yeah because um, what it, yeah yeah and you, you made a good point uh, probably you definitely said it on the podcast I'm sure and we've had the conversation in person about just like in order that we need to have those conversations because then at the umbrella is white supremacy mm-hmm. and you know really that's what's sort of keeping us apart and keeping us from infighting and I'm not saying that we should gang up well we should gang up against white supremacy of course but you know it's <laughs> gang you don't,
1: up against white supremacy yeah it's just like
0: you know whiteness <laughs> and what that the ideals of whiteness and you know you trying to attain that that's on the top and then every other group is trying to look at that you know asians Dominicans, because we talked about the spectrum, white at the top, black at the bottom, mm-hmm. and everybody and the who's in between, in between that, look down on black people, because of, for various reasons, and even just the fact that they ain't at the bottom, and colorism, and then they think they're closest to the top, and then they have their own things about what, not just looking down on us, but what that has, what the, what whiteness and white supremacy has done to them, and how they look at themselves, mm-hmm. and how they want to identify, you know, and it's just, there's so many different dynamics of Asian speaking, different people speaking different languages and you know just you know the culture you know them wanting to be it's it's so many of them being immigrants to the country right. there's so many different things at play and yeah. it's a larger conversation but i, I it, it definitely needs to be had because i think there are a lot of times with you know for black people i think yeah for me you do go sometimes well you ain't trying to help us not to saying that we and and, and you get upset about that. It's just like, yeah, we shit on by them, but we you try to shit on us too. So now that something happened to you, you kind of sometimes want to be like, well, well, you know how I feel. And, 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 and that's hurtful to be that way, but it's just, you can understand that. It's like, now you want to cry with me. you want us to be like, you know, we should really join hands and we should fight this. When it's like, we talked about this also, black people... For a large part, we've we've had allies, but we've been fortunate enough, in, in a weird way, to be on the forefront of a lot of change as far as civil rights have 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 happened throughout the country. And a lot of the things that we've done have benefited a lot of other people. Right. We've had allies. We've had Jewish allies. we had Asian allies. Yeah, but ironically but,
1: enough, when you look at it, it's interesting how the groups that have benefited from it have also, in a lot of ways, made much bigger strides. Mm-hmm towards certain things um, that black people are still fighting for. Yeah. And certain types of equality, equity, mm-hmm. you know, pay, yeah. uh, home ownership, things like that. And those groups are so f- much further ahead than black folks. Yeah. And it's like, wow, really? Yeah,
2: that, really.
1: That was how that trickled? <laughs> okay, <laughs> noted. Um, but no, I, I, I'd I say that or well, all of this comes back to this idea of like, was the cartoon racist? Mm-hmm. And I guess the short answer is, Depends on who you ask.
0: Depends on who you ask. <laughs> right? Yes.
1: And there's gonna be a lot of, I think, black people that will be like, nah, I didn't mm-hmm. see the racism in that. Um, uh, there's gonna be a lot of New Yorkers that will say, No, I knew exactly <laughs> what this was about. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you ask a lot of Asian people, they'll be like, Hell yeah, that shit was fucking racist. Yeah. Um, or even if they're like, Maybe it wasn't racist, but that shit was insensitive, especially given what's going on.
0: Definitely, it definitely, have been yeah.
1: and I'll say that I'll stand on that, regardless of whether or not I think it was racist. Um, I think it was just not; it was wrong in terms of time, and it was insensitive to post that right now, knowing what we know about what has been happening in this in the, country, yeah, um, with the violence against Asian Americans mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So. Yeah.
0: I will say that, that it has, that, that was one of those, like, you misstepped either. Yeah, way. they misstepped. Bad, horrible bad timing. And I will say everything that you say, and also I will say it has some racist undertones. It just did. I think that, that is without a doubt, anytime that you depict a person of color who has extori- historically been portrayed a certain way, anything that's sort of infringing, parallel to that, mm-hmm. it's just, it just, you, you can't escape it. Right. You can't, and and the, at least if you're going to do that, I would say at least, and that's a, that's a light, at least do It at a better time, like it's just why did nobody pick that up? Why did no one pick and that up? That's the
1: part that just it's astounding that it's just like really right now, mm-hmm. yeah. You had to just realize that, like. This would have been really clever, except you just weren't going to be able to get this (laughs) off. You know what I mean? Like, you thought it was so clever. Mm -hmm. Well, you're just going to have to miss the opportunity on this one. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Save it for next time. It's like being an editor where, like, you do a bomb-ass interview with somebody, Mm -hmm. and they give you so many gems. And they're like, you got 600 words. And you're like, damn, she gave me so much good stuff. And you got to just know what what to edit out. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a story for another day. Like the the other nuggets Mm or what have you. Or you're just not going to get that out. It is what it is.
0: That's true. (laughs) That's true.
1: you got to be smart about Mm -hmm. these things. Um, Yeah, I'm going to leave that right there. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Um, whether or not you thought the cartoon was racist or not, but you still like this episode of Black Hipster, Mm -hmm. make sure you subscribe. Rate us. Rate us, rate us. Um, We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're on a bunch of goddamn places you get your goddamn podcast. Amen. Um, We're also on Instagram. You can follow us at Black Hipster Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow me at the Shower Evans. Yeah, so
0: you can follow me as Stantric Wiggins.
1: Yep, and mm. you can email us. Yep, mm-hmm. we on that too. At <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. I am going to go ahead and finish drinking my how
0: many episodes in <laughs> with? I'm gonna go drink some wine. I'm about to crack open a bottle of wine. I'm gonna um, finish. All of them because I do wine. That's,
1: that's what I do. It's like now some people be like, oh, I paint, I mm-hmm. see I wine.
0: This is, she's also drinking out of a very pretty glass. Um, Tiffany's baby, Tiffany yes. She classy. She classy. <laughs> On that note,
1: let's go ahead and uh, peace out. Bye.
0: Bye.